everybody and welcome to Not So Secular. My name is Mon Reyes, I'm a youth missionary here in the Philippines and I will be your host here today. It is so good to be back. If you were able to listen to the previous episode, I mentioned that I will be taking a two-week break. So this is two weeks after that and it's so good to be back here with you on the podcast and I am excited for what we're going to talk about for today like I mentioned just to give you a bit of a a bit of an update and what's happening like I mentioned we're we're going through we're going through a bit of a shift right now so I took a break to kind of regather my thoughts and kind of pace myself a bit um I'm also trying to slowly get back into my work get back into the things that I have to do the people that I have to talk to I've been trying to pace myself haven't always been doing that successfully but I'm trying and so please pray for me that would be very appreciated please pray for me and my wife my family and um, like I said I am excited to be back here with you today and so for today what I thought would be good to do would be to begin with something that is simple yet is often left unrecognized. I'd like to spend some time to talk about saying no. Just to give you a bit of a background as to how this idea came about, last Wednesday, I gave a talk at our youth gathering like I would normally do. And for the past three Wednesdays, four, including this previous one, we've been talking about the book of Tobit. Tobit is a book of the Bible that you won't find in the Protestant canon. It's something that is part of what is called the Deutero canon, which is found in Catholic Bibles. And there is an entire conversation about what is found in Protestant Bibles and what is found in Catholic Bibles and other Bibles. But we're not going to get much into that today. I just mentioned, because you might look into your Bible, maybe you're using an NIV or an ESV or something like that, and you might not find Tobit, and you might be wondering why. (laughs) And so I just wanted to mention that. There are some books in the Catholic Bible that is not found in the Protestant Bible. And so we've been talking about Tobit for the past Wednesdays. And Tobit is a very, very interesting story. It's an adventure story about this guy named Tobias who was sent by his dad named Tobit. And just to give you a bit of a background into the story as well, Tobit was a faithful Jew. He was someone who was religious and kind. He followed God. He did all the right sacrifices and all the right religious practices. And his faith is something that translated into his works. He was someone who would pray a lot. He was someone who would fast. He was someone who would give alms and help people in need. Even people who could not even repay him. And in, in this part of the story that we're reading, Tobit, that we read rather, Tobit was out helping people who were left on the street. So there were certain, how would you say this? There were bodies being left on the street, dead bodies, because during that time, they were in exile. They were under a foreign ruler. And part of kind of the scare tactic that that ruler would use is they would just leave bodies out in the open. And that would serve as as a sign for dissenters, for possible dissenters. That would serve as an open um, dishonoring of their people showing them who's in charge. And so Tobit, in in secret, would take these bodies and give them a more honorable burial. That was one of the ways that he practiced his faith. And Tobit is, is, is such a great example because he is someone who exemplifies what Jesus taught, which is to love God with all of your heart, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. 
For Tobit, those two are inseparable. For Jesus, those two are inseparable. And if you were, well, if you were to time this, Tobit comes before Jesus because Tobit is part of the Old Testament. But it's 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 very, it's very. How would you say? It speaks of a very timeless truth. It speaks of of the truth that Jesus shares with us in his teaching as he summarizes the law the law of God, which is that, to to love God and to love your neighbor. However, Tobit, he wasn't the luckiest man alive. He is someone who went through a great deal of tragedy even while he was helping others who were in need. In fact, a huge part of the story revolves around him being blind. So after he rescued a body um, and to give that body an honorable burial, um, he found himself being blinded because of something that fell into his eye and as that after that happened he fell into a, a state of desperation a state of anguish a state of sadness as you would if you were to suddenly become blind even when you were doing the right thing so that speaks into tobit's character and so he starts praying to god and then he starts thinking about his family he asks god basically to to take him away because he didn't want to deal with his sadness anymore And so he calls his son and he remembers. He remembers that there was this guy in another land, in a faraway land, who owed him some money. And so he calls his son to go and fetch that money. Why? So that they could be provided for even when Tobit could no longer work. And so he sends his son, his son is named Tobias, away to fetch that money. And he sends his son together with a companion whom at that time they didn't know was an angel. Yes, the story is just, you know, it takes huge turns here and there. <laughs> and uh, and they go into their journey into this faraway land. And as they were making their journey, part of the story is when is where Tobias meets his future wife. He, he, he meets his wife-to-be. And then after a great ordeal, they get married. And then Raguel, so to- Sarah is the wife of Tobias or the would-be wife of Tobias. And Raguel is her dad, okay? There are a lot of names, but I hope you're, you're catching up. Um, so Raguel celebrates. So during that time, the celebration of a wedding is around seven days. So if you could imagine, sometimes our wedding receptions would just last Two hours, right? So after the about an hour of the wedding, the actual marriage ceremony, we have the wedding reception, which is around two hours. But for the Jewish, ancient Jews, um, for the ancient Jews, they would celebrate for seven days. And Raguel wanted him to stay for seven days more, but Tobit had to go home. And so there was kind of a conflict there. He had to go home. He knew that he had to go home back to his dad, but his his father-in-law wanted him to stay further, and so he obliged for a bit. He gave him a chance. He stayed for a bit longer, but he was determined that he should go home. And this is this is I, I'm telling you this as as a background to the passage because I want to read to you a part of it, and that's the context to it. Tobias wants to go home, but Raguel wouldn't let him. And so, in Tobit chapter ten verses seven to nine, it says. After the 14 days of feasting that Raguel had sworn to keep for his daughter's marriage, Tobias came to him and said, Let me go now. My father and mother must have lost all hope of seeing me again. So I beg you, father, to let me return to my father's house. I have told you the plight he was in when I left him. Raguel said to Tobias, Stay, my son, stay with me. I will send messengers to your father Tobit to give him news of you. But Tobias pressed him, No, I ask your permission. 
to go back to my father's house. And why am I reading this to you? Why am I sharing this to you? Because uh, part of part of the reflection that I had of this passage is Tobias's determination, Tobias's willingness to say no for him to be able to do the right thing. And that, I think, is very important, especially in the times that we live in today. Because virtue is just as much about saying no as it is about saying yes. Do we know how and when to say no when we have to? I mean, think about it. Think about it. When, when, for example, you're getting married, when you say yes to your bride on your wedding day, you are in effect saying no to all other women you know now and will meet in the future until death do you part. You're saying yes to one person, but you're effectively saying no to everyone else. And this also applies to the women, of course, with their grooms. When you say yes to one job opportunity, you are in effect saying no to all other job opportunities, at least during that time, because you can't go and accept five jobs at a time. It will tear you apart. When you say yes to forgiveness, here's one thing, forgiveness, you are in effect saying no to holding grudges. You are saying no to any fantasy of getting even with the one who may have hurt you. Saying yes to forgiveness means saying no to pride, which is part of why people struggle to forgive. To say yes to one thing we have to say no to other things because we can't say yes to everything. And when we try, it's going to be very difficult for us, if not impossible. Like I said, it's going to tear us apart. If we want to say yes to the right thing, we have to say no to the wrong things. Take my experience, for example. There was a time when I used to be a yes man. I would just say yes to anything and everything that was offered to me. Oh, may biglang lakad. We have to go somewhere. You want to join? Yeah, sure. There's something that needs to be done. There's no one. There's no one who would do it. Would, are you are you open to doing it? Yeah, sure. I would just say yes to anything and everything that was offered to me, because I wanted to fit in. I wanted to be accepted. But there are times. There were times when I would say yes even when I didn't like it, even when I disagreed and I would do so begrudgingly because it was a lot easier to go with the flow. Now, here's the thing. God was able to use that shortcoming of mine. There, there was a part of how he led me to the youth ministry after all. But eventually, he had to teach me as well to choose my battles because I just couldn't say yes to everything. Because what would happen is I, ed- I either would end up doing things against my will because I didn't really want to do it. Only sometimes I would do things just to prove to the other person that it's not worth doing. Or it would lead me to take on more than I could actually handle. All that because I was afraid to say no. And the way God taught me that lesson was by allowing me to experience the consequences of it. I couldn't bring myself to say no. And so I experienced the effects of having to say yes to anything and everything, which was very difficult. It was very difficult. Now I think I'm straying a bit to the other end. Now I think it seems like I have a tendency to say no too soon. But that's something I'm trying to reconcile with myself with God's help. But that's the thing. 
when we say yes or when we say no, we need to learn how to take our words seriously. Sometimes we say yes when we mean no. Other times we say no too soon without seeing what yes would have meant or could have meant. Sometimes we even take on certain beliefs that we don't really hold just because it's popular and seemingly righteous. And so we hurt people. And so we hurt ourselves. One of our leaders in the community used to always say, say what you mean and mean what you say. Jesus in the Gospels said in Matthew 5.37, he said, Let your yes mean yes and your no mean no. Anything more is from the evil one. Part of growing in virtue is learning when to say yes and when to say no. And to actually communicate that with respect. It saves you from a lot of things. It saves you from regret and it saves you from resentment. Because that's what it turns us into, right? It turns us into resentful and bitter people when we say what we don't mean or mean what we don't say. Oftentimes, a clear no is better than an uncommitted yes. A clear no is better than an unwilling yes. And right now, I'm just focusing more on saying no because I think it's easier to default to saying yes, especially when we're talking about temptation worldly perspectives. Do we know when and how to say no when we have to? And that's something to continue to ponder on. That's something to continue to think about and reflect on. The same goes for our faith journey. When we say yes to Jesus, we have to say no to sin. We have to say no to our old life. We have to say no to our other idols. Jesus is the way. And so I'd like to leave you with this challenge. Yes, our episode today is a bit shorter than usual. And so I'd like to ask you this. What are the things in my life, in your life, that I have to say no to? That maybe I should have been saying no to already? So that, it's not just about saying no, so that I could then fully give my yes to the right thing. Let's ask ourselves that. You could write it down if you need to. What are the things in my life that I have to say no to? What are the things in my life that I should have been saying no to already so that I could then fully give my yes to the right thing? When we say yes to Jesus, we have to say no to sin. When we say yes to life, we have to say no to death. When we say yes to trusting in God's sufficiency, we have to say no to pleasing the world by its own terms. And just to to end, the good news is that God is someone who keeps his word. God is someone who means yes when he says yes and he means no when he says no. And he is someone who is trustworthy. He is someone who is reliable. He is someone in whom we can place our confidence. And so, it's good for us to think about this. It's good for us to ponder what are the areas, the parts of my life where I say yes when I mean no and I say no when I mean yes or when it could have been yes at least. It will be helpful for us to become more honest with ourselves. It will be helpful for us to become more integrated with ourselves. To fully give our yes to the right thing, then we have to learn when and how to say no to the wrong things.
And that wraps up our episode for today. It's good to be back and I'll be doing my best to continue publishing on every single week. And let's continue this going forward. Share this with your friends. If this is something that's helpful for you, post it on social media. That's very helpful for me too. And that's it for today. Thank you very much. See ya.